proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Crunching gears. Let's talk rallying. Episode 23. First of all, I'd like to welcome along now is Connor Edwards. Connor, you're very welcome once again. Kevin, thank you very much. Delighted to be back again. Yeah, it's unbelievable. This is already in episode 23, but anyway. <laughs> uh, in this episode, we'll take a look back at the Nicky Grist uh, stages last weekend there around the BRC. Uh, we'll look forward to Rally Estonia and latest round of the WRC. But before we start, I suppose it's worth giving a shout out to Josh McGurlian who had a fantastic run in Poland last weekend as a warm-up for Estonia this weekend. The whole thing was to get around, get a few miles in the car, not do anything silly. He took a top 10 finish, and I think he was fastest overall in the very last stage, which was brilliant. And also Aoife Rafferty out in a wee 2-8 R2 in Italy. I think it was San Marino rally. Yeah. was, yep. Yeah, and she came away second female home. And top 40 overall, so a fantastic weekend. But uh, the BRC, from an Irish point of view, was brilliant. <laughs> I suppose there's no other way to describe it, really. Connor, were you keeping an eye on proceedings? I was indeed. It was, yeah, no, it was good to watch, uh, or not watch, so apologies, but but follow online, etc. Um, we call it very interesting times coming up. Like it was a good, it was a short sprint, like it really was. It was eight stages, all very fast. Mm-hmm. all very quick so you know it was from the get-go if you weren't on it you forget it you weren't going to be finishing high up at all um so very competitive now between uh price and uh keith cronin yeah like you know the, the two guys are cool. they probably are the class apart but you know the, there was a guy williamson Highlander, who unfortunately retired but um uh, you know a fascinating battle between them two guys that championship's going to go down to the wire i think between the two of them uh so competitive um i think it's Again, you know, we're always talking about the Irish Championship. Like, you know, a few seconds in each stage, it's nothing. But it's, it's a, you know, a half spin, uh, like an overshoot. It's, 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 it's fractions, a second, fractions of, like, you know, a hesitation in a corner can make such a difference. Absolutely. I think one stage, it was a tenth of a second somewhere in it, you know, uh, you know, between them on a stage. But this is the first gravel round of the BRC this year. So they've been fighting it out on tarmac up until now. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously for um, Keith and Mikey, they had a bit of a practice run on the Moonraker, which they came home first in as a bit of a warm up the weekend before. Mm-hmm. And it held them in good stead, um, but very competitive. And I suppose Ashin had the advantage of home turf. Yeah, and you know, like we have to think as well too, it's Keith's, you know, only his second time in gravel in the polo, you know, he's still only getting used to the Pirelli tires and all too. So like very commendable performance too. But like, you know, Ocean Price, as you say, home event, but still for himself and Noel Sullivan, 
as you know, <laughs> 14 seconds running at the finish up. It's hardly what you call commanding, but you know, they did seem to control the rally in fairness. Absolutely, they did. And then, you know, as both of them had puncture scares, um, both crews at the end of the rally as well, which I suppose, you know, came into play slightly on the last stage as well. But still, as you say, it wasn't wasn't a dominating performance he had. You know, Keith and, and, and Noel were, um, sorry, Keith and Mikey were nipping at the heels there of, of the Oshin and Noel. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, you know, down throughout the field then, you know, you had Alan Kamichael there and Arthur Cairns, who took the national section of the BRC. Uh, uh, McCullough and Martin Brady, I think they were in the top 10. I think that's their first time in, the, you know, the BRC in their new Fiesta Rally too. Dude, so, yeah. you know, it's brilliant to see there, it really is. Absolutely. And again, you know, not only that, also the juniors as well. Yeah. You know, strong performance there from Eamon uh, as well. I think you maybe caught napping in the first yeah. set of stages in the morning, but certainly uh, after service, got the act together. Yeah, uh, once you get the hammer down, you know, that last stage yeah. performance was something else. And, you know, we'll hear Eamon's own side from that later on. But, like, uh, you know, the, these BRC guys, the junior, like, it's amazing just the, the, the speed they're going at, the level they're going at. And, you know, we can't forget also the historics. Again, won by an Irish crew as well there too. So uh, Michael McDade and Declan Casey as well too, which was fantastic as well. And, yeah. it, you know, right throughout the field, it's great to see. Yeah, no, there were some very strong performances. Again, you know, as your phrase, Paddy Power, you you know, the really the, the Irish crews are, are, are certainly dominating in, the, in, their, in their classes throughout mm-hmm. the field. Yeah. And, you know, we're, you know, we're great here in Ireland to put ourselves down, but they we should be celebrating this because it is brilliant to see like our guys going over and competing with the best British and showing them a clean pair of heels. Great to see. Absolutely. And, you know, the more competition, the better. And I'd love to see a few more of the, the BRC guys making their way over to our side of the water as well. You know, it was great to have Matt Edwards over for Donegal, but um, certainly uh, be great if we had a bit more competition between the, 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 the two countries. Yeah, like, you know, we look at the uh, Irish Historic Championship, there's quite a few, you know, the Welsh guys and the English guys not over doing that. And it, it adds extra dimension to the, the championship here as well. So definitely that would be most welcome, I have to say. It would, it would. Um, and again, if we can get a couple of the Irish rounds included in the BRC again, yeah. would also help with that too. Oh, here, like, you know, we, we, we think back to West Cork a few years ago. Mm. Like that, wasn't it? Like I can't remember when our uh, five started that rally, it was 25, 26. Yeah. And like that, that, that was just bonkers and it was a fantastic rally as well. Yeah, it was. And then if you think back to last year's Ulster, even the competition that there was at the, at the front of that, yeah. you know, some fantastic fights the whole mm-hmm. way through yeah. uh, those stages now. It was a sprint from start to finish. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. So without further ado, I think we should hear from uh, last weekend winner, then Ocean Price. And hear his thoughts on how the event went. Question: Before the Nicky Grist, um, you were on number one hundred on the door, which is quite unusual. But it was a nice touch by the organisers to give you that number to celebrate your one hundred starts in the the BRC. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a nice touch. Actually, it was a bit of a shock. Um, it actually caused quite a bit of confusion before the event. Um, I was having uh, text messages just before, uh, well, just as the sort of the seated entry list was coming out asking if we were doing the rally and I said yeah how come and uh, people were saying well I can't really see you on the entry list so um, anyway luckily a friend of mine texted me sort of like two or three minutes later saying why are you at number 100 
oh, okay. Um, and then I just presumed then that 100, 100 starts, and I thought, oh, fair play, that's a really, really nice touch. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it did cause confusion. It, it was quite funny, but um, no, it was, it was quite nice. It was a really nice touch to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of blind panic thinking, how did you forgot to submit the entry or what was up? <laughs> yeah, but for like two and a half minutes, I was going, did I pay for the entry? <laughs> did, I miss, did I miss something that, that you know? Um, but no, luckily it was it was it was just a, a you know a nice a gesture and uh, yeah it was all good. Excellent, excellent. And you talked before the rally about having your your title jump your your title bike on track again. Uh, you know you were going there with determination to win. Uh, what you know was there a, a plan of attack? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Noel and I spoke about it really. I mean, we had a good sort of uh, I think it was six or seven weeks off after obviously what happened on the Jim Clark and. Um, that sort of gave us a bit of time to reset. I didn't really think much about the job in hand, really. Um, obviously, what happened wasn't wasn't great on the Jim Clark and was a difficult one to sort of accept. Um, although, yeah, we we accepted responsibility, but we we knew from our experience on on the Nicky Grist last year that the time was sort of to be had in the in the morning loop. Um, after obviously after doing the recce, um, we sort of picked our stages where we knew that we and the car would be strong. Um, there was one particular stage from last year that we were quite weak on. Uh, and I think even this year we were sort of um, not the best. We were still dropping a bit of time, but um, but yeah, we kind of, we sort of broke it all down. You know, it's, it's a very short rally, um, which is a good thing in some ways, but it also can be, you know, hard in others because it's a sprint, you know, you have to be flat out from that first stage. And we didn't have the best uh, test session beforehand. Um, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> but we, we arrived on sort of stage one with a car, which we knew that was going to be bang on. Um, we'd learned a lot of the year previous. Um, so, yeah, we stuck to the plan and just sort of went for it on the first loop and just hoped that there wouldn't be too much dust. Um, and, yeah, like stage three and four, really, that's where we decided to put the hammer down, really, and, and it kind of won us the rally, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was... It was all sort of pre-planned. Um, not all the time things go to plan like that, as you know, in, yeah. in, in sport and especially rallying. So, um, yeah, it was nice that something that we'd, you know, put a bit of prep uh, into had, had sort of paid off for us, really. Yeah. Uh, the old A-team thing that you love it when the plan comes together. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was one of those. And, and like I say, everything went really, you know, it was fairly faultless over the weekend. We had a couple of little, uh, little issues, like, you know, puncture on the last stage and, I made a few little silly mistakes because, you know, tyres were having a hard time and we, we were arriving with not much tyres left at the end of the stages. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, if, if in the grand scheme of things, we'll we'll take that as as near as perfect, really, to be honest. Yeah, I think there, there probably is no such thing as the absolute perfect stage. You know, it's, it's, it's getting as close to that, as, perf- as close to perfect as possible, really, isn't it? Well, that's the thing, you know, I mean, there's so many variables, especially in, in, in gravel rallying, uh, at least, you know, um, you know, grip changes. You know, we were surprised with how little grip we did have on the first run, considering how hot and dry it was. Um, but yeah, I think we can sort of be happy with what we did and how everything went. And like you say, to sort of get everything perfect rarely doesn't happen, if, if at all. So um, it's just trying to get, you know, get as close to 100% as you can. Yeah, and you know, you talked about the disappointment with the Jim Clark rally, but you know, you have to take great heart. You showed good pace there. You know, the good, you know, you took the one in the first round, Clacton. 
does this put you back on track now for the championship? Is it something that you're aiming towards now? Yeah, it's something that we've aimed for from the start of the season. I mean, you know, having finished second, I think, four times, I think I'm getting a bit, <laughs> a bit fed up for that now. And I, I, I really don't want to finish second again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sort of looking at where, where my future lies in the sport as well. Um, OK, I still have age on my side. But again, you know, I don't want to be uh, keep trying doing, and doing the same things over and over again. I, I, I'd quite like to sort of spread my wings a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's something, you know, the, the British Championship is a box that I've been trying to tick for a, for a very long time. Uh, and yeah, as of last weekend, I think we've got things, you know, back on track compared to what they were sort of six or seven weeks uh, previous. So, mm-hmm. yeah, things things are looking up and, you know, there's there's a lot of hard work still left to do and some very challenging and, you know, enjoyable rallies coming up as well. So, um, yeah, we'll sort of use the experience that we have from last year and put it to good use. Yeah, and, you know, the, the way the championship has changed up a wee bit this year, there's some new events and all. So, you know, it, you know maybe that maybe sort of adds a new element to the thing as well. Yeah, it's good to have new events. I think it just keeps the spice in the championship. I think if if we went to the same rallies year after year, I think we'd get a little bit tired of it. Um, and I mean, I think, I mean, going off this weekend, like the Nicky Griss stages, I think that they did a they did a great job. I mean, the, the event actually stepped up considerably uh, compared to what it was last year. Everything ran a lot, lot better this year, and it's good to see that events are sort of you know up in their game and. You know, like you say, we have got new events uh, to the BRC, although um, maybe not so new to me, like uh, Rally Kerry Digion this year. Um, I obviously won that back in 2019, the first running. So, yeah, it's it's nice that it's in the championship. I think it's very well deserved. Um, but obviously, it's not not an entirely new event for me. But yeah, great to have it in the championship. Excellent, excellent. And you know, uh, we always look at the things here. I suppose we're a bit biased here from the Irish point of view. Having Noel there beside you, like a man you can trust, it allows you to concentrate on your job really does it yeah like like i've said many times before in different interviews i think noel's a the huge asset to the team um you know we sort of we've, we met many years ago when we were both sort of competing against each other really in the the dmac championship and uh, back in the start of 2020 i sort of put a deal together for the brc which obviously was was cut short um because of the covid situation but yeah he jumped in that time and i think considering there was no trial or anything, just jump in and do the rally. Everything seemed to click and it made sense to sort of carry that on then once, uh, once sort of, you know, 2021 20, came, came in. And yeah, I think, I think Noel understands uh, my way of working. Um, I'm probably not the, the easiest uh, drivers to, to get along with, but he's very, very, um, he's very, very calm. And, and sometimes you think he's too calm, but I mean, from a co-driver point of view, he's, he's as sharp as they get, you know? So um, you know, he he has my best interest at heart. You know, he's he's a he's a good friend as well. So, um, you know, it's it's a perfect combination, really. Yeah, I know. I know. Talking to other drivers, you know, he he can relax you when you need to be relaxed between the stages, and then when it needs to be turned on, he, he seems to be able to like almost flick a switch and go whenever whenever it's required. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, like you say, he's he's very experienced as well. You know, uh, Noel and I are both the same age. You know, within a couple of months, so. You know, we've we've both seen a few events um, by now, and and obviously we've got the the same desire to win as well. So uh, when you've both got you know mutual interests and sort of mutual uh, sort of ways of preparing and and working, you know, it's it's only a, a recipe for good things. You know, it's, it's, and then you know again, 
you know, at this stage, Melvin Evans Motorsport, they're almost regarded as an Irish team now, the success they've had here in Ireland and all too. They allow you to, you know, turn up at an event uh, and concentrate on your driving, that you're not worried, you know, will the car be okay? You know, as they don't know, they need to set, the, you know, do a change in the setup or anything. You know that they will give you a car capable of winning. Yeah, I think like the, from the very first time that I ever sat in one of Melvin's cars, you know, having known Melvin for many, many years, um, I knew I knew his work ethic, uh, and you know, obviously the results speak for themselves. And I think it was Raleigh Raleigh Curragun in nineteen was was the first time I ever sat in in one of his cars and you know worked with them as a team. And you know, I haven't really been anywhere else since. It's just been the like you say, the perfect combination: the the work ethic, the attention to detail. You know how the cars are turned out. You know it's just a tick in every box for me, and um, it sounds silly, but you know having them not that far away down the road, we've, we're Welsh as well. It, there's there's no communication things. It sounds silly, but um, yeah. all we all sort of understand each other, and um, everybody's on the same wavelength. And you know, again, it's back to last year, and 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 even the start of this year, the results ending up. You know, they're ending up speaking for themselves, and. It's uh, it's making our um, sort of job a, a lot easier when you've got the tools to um, you know the right ingredients to do the job. Yeah, and like, you know, and this podcast since we've started now at the start of this year doing you know the reviews and one thing. We keep harping on about this polo, like the the, the weekend past there, Nicky Grist, like a top three was all polos. Uh, can you put your finger on what makes it that wee bit special or that wee bit different or? Why why is the polo such a successful car this year? Um, it's a good question, really, because obviously um, I haven't really driven many of the other sort of latest generation R5 cars. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's not a lot in it, uh, personally, um, from from what I'm seeing from from other results. You know, there's other cars as well from, like you say, on the Irish Tarmac Championship, there are putting the times in. Um but I, if I'm honest, I really struggled with with the polo. The, the sort of well, this time last year, the, the first half of the BRC last year, um, I was having to sort of change my long time sort of driving style really um, to suit the car. And from somebody who hadn't really done much half five driving last year and leading up to that, it took me a while to get my head around it. But um, I think I think the car is just so um, so highly tuned in in a way they've they've gone as far with the with the rules as they can with the car and I think the way it works is very very efficient. So if you're not efficient with it, then the car doesn't really work for you. Um, and I think it's really helped me with my driving. Even at the weekend, I was having to um, adjust my driving a little bit to be more efficient to get the best out of the car. So. Um, yeah, they've they've really I think pushed the boat out on it, and like you say, that's why it's it's been so successful. And uh, the, the plan for now for the rest of the year is it to try and wrap up the BRC then? Yeah, it's been like you say the plan all along to mm-hmm. try and bring the trophy home. We've had m- numerous attempts um, over the last sort of yeah eight eight nine years really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things are looking okay. You know there's still a long way to go. Um, but yeah, I think there'll, there'll be no other distractions. Um, you know, budgets are sort of not all signed and sealed for for the rest of the year. We still have a little bit of work to do from that side of things, as as always. Really, it's kind of uh, a natural thing that seems to happen with me. You know, the budget seems to sort of trickle in as we go along. Um, yeah, so we have still work to do. Um, like I say, that's that's the plan. We'll we'll just concentrate on the 
on the job in hand and uh, try and get it over the line at the end of the year. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, just like from a purely sort of nosiness point of view, like, you know, we've seen what Matt Edwards was trying to do this year to come over and do the Termite Championship and, you know, then come over and done Donegal. Would that be something that would appeal to you maybe in the longer term as come over and do a few events now? And we've seen how well you've done, you know, the like, say, the Ulster last year or in previous times, never, you know, there was rounds over here and part of the, PR, the BRC. Yeah, like I said, you know, at, at the start of the year, I, I, I sort of set myself a goal to tick, tick the box, really, for this year. And um, I don't really want to, as much as I've enjoyed my time in the BRC, and, and I'd, I'd love to keep on doing it. But I think I'm getting to the age now where, you know, I'm 30 next year. I need to sort of think about um, maybe enjoying some some other sort of aspects and other championships that I've, that I've always wanted to do. So... Um, yeah, maybe we'll see how obviously the, the winter goes this winter. But yeah, I've always spoke to obviously um, Melvin and Noel. You know, they have so much knowledge of the events as well, and mm-hmm. trying to sort of squeeze me to to come over and do one. And it's it's something that I've always you know it's been a very high interest in me with me, and the competition is so high there as well. So it's it's very difficult to get a a championship where you know there's high high competition, you know, world class competition really, and um, you know within reason not far off the doorstep so i think it's something that um i will look at and i have been looking at so um yeah let's see what happens yeah like uh, you know i suppose it's only natural for like a competitive driver wants to go somewhere that will help raise your game too because if you're competing against five or six other guys it's all at the same level it pushes you to better yourself as well really doesn't it yeah um, and this is something that we we sort of said last year you know uh, we we enjoy rallying, you know. We go rallying for fun. But we 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 enjoy the winning. Um, but what I also enjoy as well is having the battles, like this weekend with Keith, and even in Clacton as well. You know, it's it's nice to have somebody there that's that keeps you honest, and you keep them honest, and and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I don't go rallying just to have an easy win. Um, I I'd probably go and do something else if 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 I was just winning everything. But yeah. the fact. The fact is that you know there's this there's there's a high level of competition out there now, and it the levels just raising year after year. I mean, you've only got to look from last year that the levels already raised in in Irish and British rallying. So, um, you know, it, where's where's it going to go? And you know, if you can sort of ride the wave and um, and work alongside people that are that are winning and, and sort of pushing you along, you're only going to get better with them. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a great place to be. Yeah, and the, you know, we have, like, uh, probably I was a bit of a doubter at the start, but this R five concept has really, uh, uh, you know, leveled out the the field as well too. For you know, there, as you said earlier, there is probably four or five cars there that you know a Citroen, a Polo, Hyundai, whatever and fiestas and things that there's not a huge huge difference in the cars it's the it's the, the preparation that goes into the car and into the you know the guy behind the, the you know the two guys in the car as well too makes the difference yeah like you say there's certain cars that suit different driving styles and work in a different way but i mean you know when you think about it all these manufacturers are bringing out these cars uh, and you put them on the starter rally you know there's not really much between them um, but it, it's just a brilliant concept, really. I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, for somebody like myself, um, you know, it, it is quite an expensive car to run. Um, you know, there's, don't get me wrong, there's no cheap way in, in motorsport anymore. Um, as, as we all know, there's no cheap way 
in, in you know in general day-to-day life either so but as a concept i think um for high competition you know somebody can uh, you know jump in and get the miles in and really progress and it's only the way that that, that it happened to me you know i i made my first sort of four-wheel drive uh, attempt in in an r5 and you know learned a lot and obviously progressed to where i am today so um it just works and yeah long may it continue really interesting to hear that um Oshin is considering coming over to do a couple of events over here it'd be great to see him and in in addition to catching up with Oshin, we also caught up with uh, mikey galvin Mikey, you're very welcome. Great to have you along today just to catch up on how you got on in the Nicky Griss stages. So just before Nicky Griss, you, you took part, yourself and Keith took part in the Moonraker. Was that just uh, really getting a bit of seat time or was that a bit of testing prior to the Nicky Griss stages? Uh, yeah, the, the Moonraker was the first time on gravel uh, with the polo for, for Keith and myself. Uh, he did a very, very small test a couple of days before it. Nothing, nothing really worth talking about. So yeah, the Moonraker was the first go on gravel. Polo with Pirellis hadn't been on gravel since last year, so it was you know it was all new again. But it was uh, it was great. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Actually, uh, it's always nice to do an event where you're sleeping in your own bed. You know, I was only half an hour from home, and he's only forty five minutes from home. So the Moonraker, yeah, we did it before. We won it in twenty seventeen as well, in pretty much the same situation as we were in this year. Um, so it is a lovely, lovely one for us to do uh, to warm up for gravel events. But it went great, um, obviously. <laughs> uh, but you know, I must say that God. You know, the guys in Ireland here are fast too. Patrick O'Brien though is really, really quick. Um, I'm telling you, if he was over in the BRC, he'd be he'd be right up there for sure. Yeah. So so I suppose a good event in, in, in two ways. One kept you on your toes, you know, competing against Patrick, and then obviously got a chance to get a bit of setup and a bit of testing and check out the Pirellis, as you say. Yeah, we were just messing around with bits and pieces back and forward. Uh didn't make a whole lot of changes. Uh, but it was just figure out what the tires were going to do and all different things like that. It's a great rally. There's actually a lot of work in that rally when it comes to the stages. Um, yeah, there's a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work. Uh, there was some slippy stuff and it's real fast. <laughs> I was joking with Keith. We were on, on one stage and uh, coming coming across the top of the mountain down into Balavoni. And I was like, you know, it's a fast gravel road when you see a speed sign on the left-hand side of a, of a forestry road. <laughs> you know, it's a fast piece of road. <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. Good fun. Yeah, it was you know, obviously great to win it too. But um, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So and then, right, obviously then last weekend was the Nicky Grist. Eight stages, short rally, 70k of, of, of competitive mileage or kilometres. Um, you know, so it's one of those events you really need to be on the ball from the get-go. Um, and certainly after the first stage, there was two seconds separated the top four. So it looked like there was a really good fight brewing between yourselves, Rory Bell, Ashim Price. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, the, uh, you know, there's actually a lot of the BRC events are like that. It's a real, real sprint. You know, uh, this weekend there was only, there was only one service, you know, it was just stage 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 into service do the same again and before you know it you're on the boat home again so it's like you know it's it is it is a rat race from the start um but we were first on the road this weekend and we were starting the same stage as the first stages last year and i think everyone remembers what happened there last year there was a monstrous accident in the first in the first 200 meters so i think i think that section is in everybody's head it's a real sprinty stage and there's a lot of gradients and jumps and crests 
uh, the first one you meet is the one where, where the proton went off last year. But uh, yeah, that stage is a real sprint. And we came off and we were, I think it was only half a second between us and Oshin and Noel. And as you said, what was it? Two seconds between the top four, was it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, you know, we were happy enough with that. We were probably doing a little bit of cleaning, but not much. There's, you know, whatever 30 or 40 cars go through before us. But I think when the four-wheel drive cars go into those stages, it's, it's the first real line that's going to matter to us. So yeah, we were cleaning a small bit, but probably not an awful amount. So we found it, well, we actually found it a little bit tough. Uh, it was really loose. Obviously it was hot. It was dry. Um, it was it was like there was, you know, like a resurfacing after happening. So it was really, really slippy, actually. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the big challenge of the weekend, actually, was just to stay on the line. That was what yeah. we found really hard. It was real marbly. Um, so we, we just had to be be careful. But, yeah. you know. And then the, despite that challenge of being first in the road, you had a stage win then on stage two. Yeah, we went into the next one. Then uh, he was happy after the first one of you know where he was first time out and you know a really really competitive stage. He was happy. Uh, went in, had a good push on the second one. Came to the third one then, and we we came into a, like a long right hander, and we just just got off the line and went off the road a small bit, and we ended up on top of a ditch. Uh, the car cut out, trying to start the car. You know, we threw away a bit of time there, so that was that was that stage gone. You know, over there you make a mistake like that, uh, you're you're you are going to lose time, and it's going to be really really hard to get it back. That's the yeah. thing you you can't make any mistakes over there because it's just too tight and it's too short. Yeah, it's great that it's short. It's lovely. It's great. But it, there, there's just, yeah, no time to make mistakes like that. Went into the long stage. It was just under 13K and just made a couple of more mistakes in there. You know, I suppose we were maybe chasing our tail a small bit. Made a couple of mistakes. Loose gravel, little overshoot, little bit wide here and there. And it was something like 10 or 12 going to service. And we knew it was going to be tough to, you know, to take that time back out on a loop. Austin is really, really quick. So we just had to do what we could do without going off the road. You know? Yeah, so a little bit of a mental regroup then in service. Yeah, yeah, just kind of. Was there any change of strategy, or was it just okay? Let, let's let's just tone it down a little, or yeah, not yeah. It wasn't a massive change of strategy. I suppose it was just just to keep it keep it kind of tidy, hoping that you know there was a line after being after being cleared for the for the second pass, which there was, and it was actually it got quite rough. Actually, there was a lot of hits, a lot of hits, and a lot of ruts and stuff, which was fine. It kept you on the road and stuff but you know it was it was, it was kind of a shock how, how how rough it got um went into the first second stage did the third stage that was okay times kind of didn't change a whole lot it stays as you know it stayed as it was and then uh we we backed the fronted tires uh because tires were getting you know damaged quite heavily there. there was a lot of bedrock and stone mm-hmm. so we just had uh back the fronted tires in the it was you know it was quite warm it was 26 or 7 degrees Got into the car, was driving to the last stage, and we had a puncture on the road section just on the way to the control. So I had to race in just before the control, got got the puncture changed, got in, uh, didn't really get get time to settle ourselves and went into the last stage and just had to had to mind ourselves really. There was a brand new tire gun on 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 the car, so we just had yeah. to be had to be careful. Um and, and was that just was it a piece of luck that you spotted the puncture or was it obvious that you had the puncture on the road stage <laughs> i'll be honest we, we were just driving on the road section and it was just a twisty road section we were nearly at the control next thing uh just turned the left hander and the car kind of drifted a bit and keith looked across at me and i, I was kind of like no 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 i was like do that again and he turned into the next left hander and it, you know slid out again we we're like oh man 
So out with the gloves, out with the bag, out with the drill. It's sweating again. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a stressful couple of minutes because <laughs> I'll be honest, I was only after slamming my 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 hand in the door <laughs> to doing the back to front. So my hand was like bleeding sore. I was like, I have to go do all this again. Um just to go into the last stage, but we got the last stage done and we just, we, we, we dropped a couple and we just had to make sure we didn't drop back to third. I think we had like 15 or 16 seconds to third. So once we didn't drop that, we were safe, you know, like we weren't going to go in there and take, take, take you 12 seconds. But on top of all that, again, we, uh, we got through the stage, went, went over the finish line. And just, just before, just before the stop car, was it, I don't know, was it before the stop car, after the stop car, I can't remember, Oshin and Noel were pulled in, were pulled in changing a puncture. They had a tire shredded. So at that stage, we were, we were kind of saying, God knows what's, what, you know, we've no idea how much they're after dropping. Yeah, we yeah. actually don't know how we won the rally or not. But we, we came out at the end, they only, only had the puncture for, for just a mile at the end and it was quite straight and they actually dropped nothing. So that was that. Yeah. And um, happy days. Look, we're still leading the championship and everything's all good. Yeah, so I mean, we missed there. Yeah, also had a stage win on 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 stage five there as well. So you had two two stage wins as well yeah. as the second place, and you finished fourteen point nine seconds between yourself and Ashin. So yeah. as you say, leading the BRC, you're eleven points ahead of Ashin. Next round is the Grampian, thirteenth. Uh, yeah. What's the plans? Will you be back out anywhere in between that? A chance for a bit more testing, or um, will the next event be the Grampian itself? I think the next time we'll be in the car will be the Grampian itself, yeah. yeah. Yeah, between the Moonraker and the last rally. Uh, it'll be just a month off, I'd imagine. Um, maybe a test, but I, I would doubt it somehow. I think the next time we'll be there. I think there might be a shakedown before that event, so that 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 would be probably the next time we'll be out, yeah. So, yeah, just get ready and, and uh, get, the, get, the, get the DVD and have a look at that stuff and just get prepped, you know? Yeah. And as you mentioned, it was first time out on the prellies as well. All happy with the prellies on the polo? All yeah, every, the everything's, everything's going fantastic. You know, it's the best, best package you could imagine. So, you know, yeah, it's all good. Nothing to complain there. It's, um, yeah, it's fantastic, you know. Brilliant. Mikey, listen, appreciate well, um, you, you telling us your story in the Nicky Grist and we'll hopefully catch up with you again later on in the season. Great. Thanks very much, Connor, for having me on. Not a problem at all. So that battle for the overall title in the BRC is fascinating, you know, it really, really is. Um, so also we talked briefly there about the, the juniors. Like that battle was absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, I think three different leaders throughout the week or throughout the day as well, too. You know, it's intense. Oh, very intense. And you know, at one point it looked like it was going Kyle White's way. Mm-hmm. And then just at the end of the day, you know, just wasn't to be. Yeah. And then also thrown into that whole mix, you had the Max McRae piece as well. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the spotlight was was on the junior category even more so because, uh, you know, the famous name being involved in, in, in that. Yeah, absolutely. And like for Max and, and to, you know, go out of the traps fast in the first stage shows that, you know, the talent is definitely there, you know, and I know from uh, just I was messaging uh, Matt Cairns, you know, a couple of like small overshoots, you know, half spins, but like, the talent's definitely there. This young fella is destined for big things. Yeah, certainly looks it. Yeah, I know. And, and I suppose if the, going on his DNA kind of yeah. has to be, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, and like, he's so grounded as well. And he seems, you know, to have great respect for, you know, like Eamon Kelly and Johnny Mulholland and all these guys. You know, there's, there's definitely a natural admiration for between the whole lot. It's great to see. Yeah, I know there is. There's a respect there, and it seems to be both ways as well. When you get chatting to the guys, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, they're they're not seeing Max as being oh, 
hanging on the co- coattails of, of the McRae family name yeah. and stuff. They are giving him the you know the respect and credit due as well. And I suppose he he earned it and proved it, um, both in Donegal and on the Nicky Grist stages. Without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, uh, fantastic to see. Uh, you know, and Kyle White, you know, the, getting back into this two uh, rally four. Um, it seems to be getting onto it really well now. Like there was a very strong performance out the weekend. Johnny Mulholland, another good run there as well too. And, you know, fantastic to see these guys who are proving on the you know on the British stage that they're as capable as anybody. Absolutely, you know, and we've a great bunch of them coming up and through the ranks, mm-hmm. and you you can only wonder that give them another four or five years, what will they be doing on the BRC and in, in bigger and better machinery, and also in the Irish Tarmac Championship as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and the, I know Kyle Kyle did that are I can did didn't get over this or Kyle McBride sorry, didn't get over this weekend. They had uh, issues getting parts through. But another young gun there too that's coming up through. Uh, great to see there. You know, with such a wealth of talent, you know, it's, you know, we're in a, such a, a golden era of Irish rally. And I, I really do believe we'll look back in 10, 15, 20 years' time and we'll be an admiration for the, 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 you know, the crews at the moment. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's great that the development programmes are there to support them at the moment as well. And long may that continue. Yeah. Uh, but it certainly you can see that the doors are being opened and and the guys, you know, once they're getting that bit of experience and the bit of tutoring under their belt, you know, the results are coming. The results yes, are there. Yeah. And they, you know, they have no need to fear anybody. That's which is brilliant to see. And I suppose without further ado, we should speak to one of them young guns, Eamon Kelly, and let him tell us about his fabulous result last weekend. So, Eamon, since the last time we spoke, you done Donegal in the polo. Maybe not the result you you were looking for, but you know, very strong times, especially on the Sunday. Do you want to sort of talk us through how the rally went for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, yeah, we uh, we retired from the rally on Friday, um, technically with with uh, turbo issues, turbo issues, and um, of course, not the result we wanted. But at the end of the day, um, we're still only learning the car. I don't think we expected to be, you know too high up the leaderboard it was all this experience for us and a great opportunity so i mean at the end of the day the fact that we got to race for three days is you know it's as good as anything um we were just taking the whole thing stage by stage and i mean realistically we still got to do that so i can't be anything but happy um and to experience just the stages in donegal too because i hadn't really done the rally once but uh, you know most of the stages were new to me so to be able to go and do it and learn it in a car like that was just phenomenal. And yeah, what an experience it was. And I think by, by Sunday, yeah, our times were, were definitely getting much better and we were, we were definitely setting times near the top uh, come the end of the weekend. And, you know, it was really, really positive. Yeah. Like Sunday, I was looking at the times there, because a couple of top three times there. So that's like, you have to take great heart from that to take away from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and again, like I said, never really done the stages before. Um, and you're racing against the best drivers in Ireland. So there's not definitely, definitely um, nothing to be ashamed of. So yeah. um, for us, for the future, um, it's super learning. And, you know, it's a great baseline to build off. And we know we can look back at the in-car now going forward into next year and the year after. And, you know, we can just start building on it and start improving. So it's a, it's a long process. Yeah. And, you know, the weekend wasn't without its dramas, really, all in all. Yeah, a few dramas. I think when you throw a 23-year-old into a car like that, it's, you're asking for drama. Um, so, um, especially on his home rally. But yeah, of course, like, yeah, turbo failure on Friday and um, getting that sorted, getting back out and 
you know, going for a steady kind of get to the end job and first stage on Saturday morning, nearly writing the car off. <laughs> that definitely didn't help. Um, a few hairy moments like that and some other scares, but it's all part of learning and it's all part of pushing. And I think we handled it all pretty well and we got to the end and like I said, some some good times in the mix as well. So yeah, it was just such an amazing experience and really, really lucky to have done it. Yeah. And like then you know back to you know I suppose the main priority of the year is the the junior BRC and uh, Nicky Grist was on there at the weekend. Um, another great result. Uh, do you want to talk us through how that went for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was it was fantastic to get back to gravel. Um, huge anticipation because we hadn't raced on gravel since the Cambrian, I think, which was last October. So it had been a while, and we only got a brief run out in the car the week before the rally. Um, but yeah, phenomenal and um, always great competition as usual. You know, you have so many fast drivers around you and it was a tough, like one one of the toughest rallies I've done in terms of racing because we set off on quite a slow start. Just genuinely, it was just me um, not out of the blocks quick enough on the first stage. Really, really sluggish, um, which is something I'm trying to work on. But yeah, uh, I was disappointed about that, but I think we recouped things pretty quickly and we were fastest on the next two stages. Um, stage four then, we uh, we caught the car ahead of us in their dust and uh, I mean, it's dusty without catching cars over there. So yeah. whenever whenever you're really, really in the thick of the dust, it, it's literally 0% visibility, nothing. You nearly have to listen to your pace notes and sort of create like a fake road in your head because you can't see anything. Yeah. And unfortunately, my fake road went the wrong direction at one point. <laughs> I ended up in the ditch. So I lost a good bit of time. Um, so it set us back quite a bit. And to be honest, it's such a short rally, like it was 41, 41 or 44 miles or something. So when you get a significant time loss, you kind of think, uh, you're down and out um so going into service we were a bit disheartened and thinking you know the best we'll salvage here is maybe third place but yeah we went back out and said we'd reset and go for a push and we did that and um i think the second stage after service then we lost power steering uh which was <laughs> just another kick in the teeth when things seemed to be going a little bit better <laughs> and uh yeah, driving on gravel with no power steering in the front wheel drive cars is it's tough. Like it's really, really it's a big ask. Um, and we weren't even sure if we would even continue at one stage. We felt mm-hmm. like, you know, it was mad trying to go to the end. But um yeah, we got through the next two stages and some of the other guys had some problems as well, punctures and that leveled us all up going into the last stage. And it was kind of anyone's game between three of us. And we we got our issues with the car sorted and we just went for it like and put on a big big push you know we knew it was a golden opportunity and after the day we'd had i wasn't going to let it go because it was we'd gone through all sorts of dramas and we were really really down and out and yeah just really really focused and pushed as hard as we could and yeah the feeling when we got the news that we, we got it was just unbelievable so it's the stuff that you uh you dream to experience them kind of comeback results and mm-hmm. yeah really really glad to have been involved yeah, like it was like an amazing comeback. I think you're like something like 13 seconds quicker than any of the rest of the guys. Like, you know, and, are, and such closely marked uh, matched cars, like that's a phenomenal amount of time to take out of and in a short, relatively short stage as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, because of the, I don't think there was as much of a gap in some of the other stages. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, we just knew we had to go for it. But it didn't even feel like a hairy run or anything either. We just really focused and drove to the notes and didn't, you know, we didn't lift our heads up once. It was just pure focus from start to finish. And mm-hmm. I don't really remember the run of anything because we were both just kind of in the zone and we seen the time and it was somewhat maybe 20 or 30 seconds quicker than our first run. So mm-hmm. we knew it was a good time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal feeling. And like I said, you it's as a driver you dream to be involved in things like that so yeah like i know from talking to other drivers whenever things become natural and as you say there you almost forget how the stage went like there mustn't be a better feeling than that and to do it on such iconic stages as you know as those welsh stages it it really must be such a phenomenal feeling you must be really pumped coming off that then yeah yeah the mwrc stages in wales you know they have all the elements to make it really really special you know they've got fast flowing corners tight narrow sections flat out sections um you know it's when you're in the flow on a stage like that on gravel and especially in the little rally four cars they're such capable machinery on gravel mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's class you don't realize it when you're doing it but like when you come over the line no matter what your time is you're like yeah this is this is unbelievable um so just all them elements in the mix and then um, you know, getting back into Billeth Wells and seeing kind of all the reactions and stuff, it was class. Um, just yeah, so, such an amazing feeling. And of course, for our championship too, it's it's unreal to get two wins in the trot. Um, kind of heading towards the halfway point of the year. Yeah, absolutely, it's brilliant. And then you know we have to mention Max McRae. You know, like uh, you've kind of become great friends with him. Like to come over here to do what he done Donegal, drive around for three days, hardly mark the car. And then to go to Nicky Grist onto those stages, like maybe the weather might have been a wee bit more reminiscent of Australia, but like to put in the times he was putting in all weekend was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, so, it was really, really impressive. Like, you know, a lot of people, I think, forget that he's only 18 yeah. um, and like only just turned 18 um, with, you know, a significant, significantly less amount of rallying done compared to the rest of us. Um, mm-hmm. And to be in that position where he can jump on to the first stage on Saturday and, you know, beat the rest of us. It's very impressive and it's a sign of things to come. Um, and even on the tarmac in Donegal, I mean, it's a crazy ask to ask someone who's never really driven on tarmac before to not only compete on a tarmac rally that's three days, but Donegal, you know, it's a step above the rest. And um, yeah, he's, he showed his worth and I think he's uh, definitely very promising for the future. For sure, for sure. And like, uh, looking forward now to the rest of the year, uh, as I'm going to be focusing mostly on now the JBRC, or you any thoughts of getting back out in the polo again before the end of the year? Yeah, of course, the main focus has always been the JBRC, so it's our priority. Um, the next round will be the Grampian, um, and I'm really looking forward to that. We, we got a victory there last year, so it was a special feeling, so delighted to be going back to Bankery, and mm-hmm. hopefully we can try and <clears throat> have a repeat success. Um and a few other really exciting rounds coming up with that. So, yeah, naturally, that's our main focus. But, yeah, the polo, to try and get back out in that again, you know, I'll never say no. Um, <laughs> I know for sure we'll try and make a plan to do the harvest, um, again, being being somewhat local to us. And um, maybe if we can do it, we try and go to the Galway summer as well. So, but, um, but yeah, the, to get out in the polo again would be pretty special. And hopefully I don't have to wait too long. It's, uh, it's classic. <laughs> Brilliant to hear from Eamon there, and hopefully I'll get that pull away again before too long. Um, looking ahead then to this weekend, Rally Estonia, we've reached the halfway point in the WRC. This young fan, Kelly Rovenpera, is what? <laughs> I don't know where we go here, uh, dominating. 
run away with it. Um, just lost for words and how to describe his performance. It's every time you think he's going to come up against it, he just steps up another level and just, you know, like everybody else struggled with Safari, not Roven Para. And he was first in the road. He was road sweeping all the rest of it. And it seemed to go his way where normally, you know, the, that's the worst position you could be in. Yeah. And, you know, he gets into this weekend, you know, uh, 45 points ahead. 65 uh, ahead. 65, of, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, first in the road again, will it hamper his progress? Possibly it will. But like, it doesn't seem to phase him. Um, he seems no. to be able to manage it the very best. And it's just hard to know where, you know, uh, where's his challenge going to come from? Evans, his luck has to change. Something has to happen. He's <laughs> uh, not having the best of years. But Evans always seems to, you know, come into the second half of the season. There's something seems to click, and he seems to have a stronger time. But is it going to be too little, too late? That's just hard to know. Is the high end is going to start coming good? Is M Sport finally going to, you know, reverse their their run of bad luck? It's going to be very interesting. Going to be very interesting. Well, look with M Sport. Yeah, their luck has to change, but you know your luck also goes with your talent. Mm. And there's too many young guns there that they're trying to bring through the ranks and rely on to to, to bring the cars home in one piece and in, in, in decent positions. Mm-hmm. Hyundai, I don't know, have they problems? It's so hard, you know. They just don't seem to be getting everything coming good for them or coming together for them. It just there just seems to be too many issues there. Yeah. Um. You know, and again back to lack of a you know permanent team manager. Um, the, probably not helping the situation, and certainly, you know, Neville seems unhappy, and Tanik seems very obviously unhappy. So I just don't mm-hmm. know. And then Evans, is it too late? Yeah, you know, so really, even if he has a good result, is Cali going to be faced? Yeah. Yeah. So hard to know. But like, you know, the, what, from a, I suppose from an Irish point of view, we have to look at it, you know the championship so far, like Taka and Aaron Johnson sitting joint third in the championship. Absolutely yeah. brilliant, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, like, and we're coming into events now that probably will favour Tackle, you know, like Estonia and Finland, you know, where he's done a lot of testing and things like that. So, you know, yeah. uh, and it's possible. <laughs> Listen, if things keep going the way they're going for that crew, can you imagine Taka on his home event, the final round of the championship? I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I hope he's still in and around that third or fourth place mm-hmm. in the championship going to Japan. It would just be amazing for him, genuinely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then Craig Breen, Paul Nagel, who are guys as well. And they're, you know, probably fair to say they're having an indifferent year, but they're still sitting fifth in the championship. And, and now you're coming into rounds, you know, the likes of Estonia, Finland. I've always been kind to Craig in the past. He seems to really enjoy the, these type of flat out, you know, stages that seem to play to his strength. So, you know, it would be a full to discount M Sport because, you know, they obviously have a very fast car and, you know, we know what uh, Craig and Paul are capable of. Absolutely. And the style of driving does suit, you know, Finland and Estonia. And then don't forget down the line, you've got Eeps. He was great. And then you've mm-hmm. got Spain as well, you know, and then Japan, Tarmac, you know, Breen's good on the Tarmac as he is on the loose. Mm-hmm. They're coming into that car. They're, they're you know, they're coming to it. It's getting, it's coming nicely together, Paul and and, and Craig. They're really settling into that Puma. Mm-hmm. And I think there's more to come. I don't think they've peaked yet. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's why I said, you know, I hope Tack is in that third or fourth spot because ideally I'd love to see Craig in that spot, you know, up there. 
and uh, in, in third coming into the final round of Japan would be amazing mm-hmm. now if he can just climb the couple of places. Sure, for sure. And like you know, then then you know WRC two, uh, Josh McLean, um, who's having a pretty solid year. You know, racking up the miles. You know, getting decent results. No, and like James Fulton, the co-driver, is leading the WRC two junior class. You know, for the co-drivers. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I'm delighted for James. It's a lovely accolade to have, and, mm-hmm. and you know, fingers crossed if they, if they can keep that going, then you know he, he walks away with that title at the end of the year. Yeah, like you know, every title you know you have to earn it. Like, it doesn't nothing falls onto your lap. You have to go out and make it work. So well, not in the WRC see. stage either. Yeah, you you know, true. stages you're you're given nothing. You have mm-hmm. to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And also this weekend, it sees the return of the the juniors to the WRC round as well. And like John Armstrong and Will Crichton back out there as well. Absolutely. So with John leading the championship, and then what do you call it, with Will sitting in fifth overall. So mm-hmm. you know. Again, plenty to fight for from both of those crews. And again, we're getting into those stages that suit John as well. That mm-hmm. loose, flowing, fast, you know, gravel stages that they do suit him. Yeah, like, you know, John is probably one of the most naturally gifted drivers, you know, out there. Never mind from this island, you know, anywhere. John just seems to have that natural ability to step into a rally car, any rally car and go fast. You know, we know the struggles he has with budget and one thing or another. But to, and the times he does with so little time in the car, unbelievable. It is. No, it, it, you know, that natural talent just shows through. And even if you take the last event, you know, where he went out, re-entered under Rally 2, boom, started cl- clocking up the um, stage wins. You know, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Like he, he, No matter what happens to him, he, he bounces back. Yeah, I, it seems to never seems to... Nothing seems to drag him down. He seems to have that innate ability to step back in a car and go again and, you know, not get disheartened about it. It doesn't let it affect his performance. That's a sign of a true champion. Absolutely. And I can only hope that, you know, somebody's watching and looking at him and what he's racking up. And there's somebody putting a budget together for him to, you know, step up a gear for next year. For sure. For sure. So, like, we were looking forward to Estonia now this weekend. I will, you know... Will we try and do predictions on it? I suppose we probably should. <laughs> um, uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? <laughs> oh, go, go, go for it, Kevin. Go okay, for it. then. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm struggling with Rogan Pair of Enforcing the Road. Um, going to go bring maybe for the one. Uh, Neville and Rogan Pair. I think that's the way I'll go when we talk. Okay, to interesting. No tannic yeah. on home yeah. event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think it has, Tanak's luck has to turn. And if it's going to turn anywhere, it's his home event. I, I think Tanak can take the win here if everything goes smoothly with that Hyundai. And that's a big if. Mm-hmm. Um, behind him, mm, I think Breen. Breen for a second place. I'd love to see Breen win it, but I, I think Tanak has got more to prove and probably mm-hmm. hungrier to, to bounce back. And then I would say we're looking at... Um, Ooh, Evans or Cali for third. We'll go for Cali for third, I think. Also this weekend, we have the Stone Throwers Rally in Tipperary. Um, always a fascinating event. I think it's running the traditional 3v3 stages. Um, always blessed with good weather down that part of the country as well, Connor. It usually is, and that usually means it's a quick, fast, you know, rally. I know any of the years I've been down spectating on it, you know, it's a cracker rally to watch, and it's usually... I suppose it's Josh's event uh, Hopefully, crown off the, the championship for him. It would be great to see. Because uh, we're on round six, of, you know, and it's only eight rounds, or uh, 
uh, eight rounds there too. So, you know, if he gets a decent points haul now from this weekend, that should be pretty much wrap up the championship for him. And I suppose the fact then that uh, Darren Gass is, well, he's probably in now, he's on the reserves, and Robert Barbo is a non-starter. So um, that probably makes his job that wee bit easier. That's it. You know, the main competition isn't there. And, uh, you know, he's so far that uh, Hyundai has run very smoothly. And fingers crossed if uh, he has a hassle-free rally like the previous five events, uh, you know, he should have the title in the bag. Absolutely, you know, and you know some other great entries there. You know, like Tim McNulty back again, the two McHale brothers. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's you know, you know, good quality feeding there. And then in the two wheel drive, the the battle resumed between Jason Black and Eddie Callison. That's going to be a fascinating battle there too. Absolutely, and you know Chris Armstrong's on the entry there too, and you know Chris mm-hmm. is usually does pretty well down this neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, uh, all in all, it's going to be a fascinating. But we go for. Overall in two wheel drive? Oh yeah, far away. Um I think I'll go overall then go with Josh. And Darren Gas second and Gareth McHale maybe third. And two wheel drive, I'll go Jason Black. <laughs> yeah, listen, um it's a tough one, you know, the way Josh has been driving, you couldn't rule him out for number one spot, obviously. Second place, ooh, tough one, all right. You know, Tim McNulty's had a bit of a warm-up, a chance to get used to the car now. You know, could it all start to come good for him? Um, I don't know. So, mm, would I see Tim maybe third place? So, who we're looking at? Owen Murphy, maybe Gareth McHale for second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it's between those two. I'll, I'll okay, nail the colours to the mast here. So, we'll go with Josh, Owen Murphy, and Tim McNulty. And then... Um, Jason Black, I think, you know, he's been pushing hard all year. And uh, I think, yeah, I, I would go for Jason for uh, two-wheel drive. Right. Well, then, sure. We'll tune in next time to find out how badly we've done. So- <laughs> <laughs> Who we jinxed. Yes. <laughs> so, once again, can you please like, share, comment, subscribe, all of those things, that all, and rate the podcast too, that all those things make a huge difference. Um, just want to thank you all for the, the numbers over the last few weeks have been outstanding and it's gratefully appreciated. So until next time, take care, speak soon and bye.